Welcome to Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras. I'm Ben Collins. This week, Tara, the Wisdom Goddess, second of the Dasa Mahavidyas, the Ten Forms of the Divine Mother. This podcast is presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. Tara is a very fascinating part of the Dasa Mahavidyas. She is usually listed second after Kali, and like Kali, has a very fierce nature. Interestingly, she also appears prominently in the Tibetan Buddhist traditions, although there she's much more calm and benevolent. In one story from the Buddhist tradition, Avalokiteshvara is about to achieve nirvana, liberation, and he'll be leaving the world behind. But all the creatures of the world, upon hearing of his impending departure, begin to cry and wail. Avalokiteshvara sheds a tear of compassion for their suffering, and that tear becomes Tara, the essence of compassion. In Tibetan culture, Tara, in various forms, both benign and fierce, is a very central and important deity. Historically, Tara can be traced to the 8th century in Tibet when Buddhism was introduced from India, and it came to dominate Tibetan culture by the 11th century when Tara was extremely popular. So there were probably some cross-cultural influences between both Tibetan and Indian cultures going back and forth. For example, Tara is said to have akshobhya in her hair. Akshobhya means the unperturbed one, which is a reference to Shiva, but is also name of Buddha. There's a great story from the Hindu tradition that also points to these cross-cultural influences flowing back and forth between Tibet and India, Buddhism and Hinduism. And in this story, Vasishta Rishi, one of the great rishis of the Vedic tradition, desired to know Tara. So he sat and he performed his mantra meditation for 10,000 years to no avail. All that time and effort, and she just simply ignored him. So Vasishta went to Brahma, the creator, and explained his situation, asking for a more powerful mantra that he might be able to use successfully to attract her attention. Brahma explained that, indeed, Tara is very powerful, so powerful, in fact, that it is her power that he, Brahma, uses to create the world. And as an aside, this is the link between Tara and Saraswati, who is Brahma's wife, just different forms of the same entity. Well, Brahma spoke to Vasishta very eloquently about Tara, comparing her to the light of a million suns and explaining that it was she who reveals the Vedas. Vasishta is more excited than ever, and he goes off with a new mantra and resumes his efforts. But after a thousand more years of meditations, he's still unsuccessful. And when a rishi gets angry, it's usually a sign of some trouble on the way. So as Vasishta is about to curse Tara for his indifference to his efforts, she suddenly appears before him. Well, those who have listened to these podcasts before know that the goddesses are not easily intimidated. And Tara tells Vasishta that he has been wasting his time because he does not understand her, nor does he know how to worship her properly. In fact, she tells him that she cannot be known through meditations or austerities, and he has to go to China to learn what to do. She then disappears. So Vasishta sets out for Tibet, and this conservative, traditional Vedic Rishi could not have expected what he was about to find. At the base of the Himalayas, he has a vision of Buddha 
surrounded by many naked girls who were all carousing, drinking, and dancing. Well, Vasishta was, of course, shocked and refused the Buddha's invitation to take part in the festivities, and instead he took refuge in Vishnu, in his form as the Buddha, and asked what on earth was going on. Well, he was told, this is how to know Tara. If you want to know her, you must worship her in a very specific and rather unconventional way. So Vasishta returned to Bengal and resumed his meditations, sitting on five skulls and repeated the mantra that Buddha gave him 300,000 times. And at last Tara was happy with him and appeared to see what boon he would like to have granted. Well, he asked that she reveal herself to him in her maternal aspect, with Shiva suckling at her breast. She complied, manifesting this image to him, and then turned it into stone. And this image is the Murti in the Tarapit temple in rural Bengal. The path that Vasishta learned was very different and consisted of a ritual involving five forbidden things. But ultimately the point is that through this path a devotee can live in the midst of good and bad of worldly life without being adversely affected by them. There's no need for complicated rituals. Worship is mental, not physical, and all times are auspicious. There's no difference between pure and impure and no restrictions on what one can eat or drink. Proper worship can be done at any time, and women are to be honored and revered. Well, you can imagine this is pretty much the opposite of the traditional Vedic perspective, which has a great deal of concern for complex physical rituals, their proper timing and maintaining an almost extreme purity. And thus we have the left-handed path of the Tantric tradition. Interestingly, the Dhyana or meditation mantra from the Tantrasara describes Tara as emerging from a white lotus. She advances with her left foot forward and is dreadful in appearance. She is short in stature and has a protruding long belly. She wears a garland of skulls and a tiger skin for a skirt. She is eternally young. Her forehead is decorated with a row of five skulls. She has a lolling tongue, is very dreadful, and has four arms in which she carries a sword, a pair of scissors, a cut head, and a lotus. She has a smiling face. Her hair is in the form of a jata, a braided knot, which sits on akshobhya in the form of a serpent. Her complexion is that of the bright moon. She has three eyes and stands on a blazing funeral pyre. She has dreadful teeth and is adorned with various ornaments. Well, frightening indeed, and very similar to Kali, whom we discussed in our last episode. In fact, the Sahasranam, the thousand and eight names of both Kali and Tara. For example, Tara is called Kalika, Ugra Kali, Maha Kali, and Badra Kali. In images of the two goddesses, they are both pictured as being seated on a supine male, generally Shiva. And in one story, the gods and demons had gotten together to churn the ocean of milk to distill out the Amrita, the nectar of immortality. And in the process, the side effect was a virulent poison which emerged and which Shiva drank, holding it in his throat, where his throat turned blue, and thus Shiva is called Nilakanta, the blue-throated one. But the poison was so strong that he fell unconscious under its powerful effect. But Tara appears in one version of the story, 
and takes him on his la on her lap and suckles him from her breast, her milk being the most powerful antidote to the poison. Well, Tara, like Kali, is associated with the funeral ground, the Shmashan, and is called Shmashana Bhairavi, the terrible one of the cremation ground. And in some accounts, she's literally the fire that consumes the corpse. And of course, just with Kali, much of her appearance is symbolic and meant to give easy clues to help remember her various characteristics and to reinforce, reinforce the impermanence of life. The garland of skulls that both she and Kali wear are symbolic of the letters of the Sanskrit alphabet and are a link to Tara's role of Saraswati, the goddess of sound and therefore of all knowledge and particularly the mystical knowledge of mantras. Sanskrit is the language of mantra. Each letter in the alphabet has a mantra value and is related to a deity or a form of divine energy and manifestation. The Shakti or Tantric traditions are particularly focused on the power of mantras, which are of course made up of the letters of the alphabet. As an example of this kind of knowledge, I'm going to read a section from the Lakshmi Tantra, which talks about a specific kind of mantra called a Pada Mantra. After hearing this, I think you'll understand why Kali and Tara have the letters of the alphabet connected with their images, as it represents the power of mantra and their own great power. And I think it will give you a sense of how sophisticated and precise the knowledge of mantras can be. This text is a conversation between Chakra, a yogi, who after many years of uh, penance has found himself in the presence of Lakshmi, who has agreed to enlighten him about herself, how she's to be worshipped, what she does, and all about her husband, Vishnu. So this uh, selection is the first nine verses from chapter 30, where she explains her Pada Mantra, that is her Kriya Shakti, her power of action. Thus, O Chakra, I have explained my Kriya Shakti to you. I have told you about her development as distinguished from Surya, Soma, and Agni. Surya is the sun, Soma the moon, Agni is fire. I have also described to you her complex mantra form distinguished by the Bija and Pinda forms of mantras. Now Chakra learn from me the structure of her Pada Mantra. The first Pinda, Tra, is a combination of the letters representing Ajita, Anala, and Sarga, Ja, Ra, Ha. The second Pinda, Kra, is a combination of the letters representing Kamala, Anala, and Sarga, Ka, Ra, Ha. The combination of the letters representing Shveta and Ahlada is called the third Pinda, Mantra, Pat. The fourth Pinda is a combination of the letters representing Surya, Urja, and Vyapin, Hmm. And then between these three weapons, astras, are placed and followed by the word, word Kalachakraya and the name of the wife of the god of fire, Swaha. It has Taraka, Om, at the beginning. And this cycle of letters is the king of all Pada mantras. Om, Ja, Kra, Pat, Hum, Pat, 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 Kalachakraya, Swaha. Avasavya, there is nothing that cannot be achieved by this mantra. Those who have concentrated their minds on it never again experience defeat. Avasavya, I shall again explain to you all the efficacies of this mantra, which is the best of all mantras, and which contains three pairs of letters, Sahasrara Humpat, that I have already mentioned. 
This cycle of letters, this mantra, has neither name nor form. It shines with the splendor of the six divine attributes. The devotee who meditates using it, repeating this mantra with its bija, becomes liberated from the bondage of samsara. This great mantra is the immediate form of my Kriya Shakti. It consists of six letters supported by the wheel, chakra, existing in the essence, Vedanta, of the Atarva Veda. So this gives you some idea of how complex the science of mantra can be in some of these tantric scripts. And in this case, it all seems to relate back to the Atarva Veda. Well, now back to the appearance of Tara. Also, like Kali, she wears human arms around her waist as a symbol of her power and her ability to undo the bad karma resulting from the actions of her devotees. And her scissors suggest that she can cut anything that binds us to the world in ignorance of her own true spiritual nature. It's probably also another good reminder not to run with scissors. Interestingly, there are also references to Tara as the excess heat of the sun, and she is seen as the first manifestation of creation after Pralaya, in which the sun burns with great ferocity. On the other hand, in her Sahasranam, the Thousand and Eight Mantras, she is referred to as Jalashwari, she who enjoys rain, Jagadatri, uh, mother of the world, Prithivi, the earth, Vruksha, Madhyani Vashini, she who dwells in trees, and Saravamai, she who, she who creates everything. Tara's own mantras offer some additional insight into her power and nature. Om Hrim Taraye Vidmehe, Mahomaye Dimehe, Tano Devi Patrodiat. This form of the Gayatri honors Tara as the goddess Devi, who is the mother to the world. But Tara has another Gayatri that honors her in her frightening or Ugra aspect, who lives in the Smashan, the burial grounds. Om Ugra Tare Vidmehe, Smashan Avashini Dimehe, Tanatare Prachodayat. And again, another Gayatri as the goddess of knowledge, a form of Saraswati, seated on a blue Nila lotus. Om Nila Saraswati Vidmehe. Saradaye Dimihi Tana Shiva Prachodiyat. In one description of the inner worship of Tara, the instructions are to worship her with ten masses of flowers, symbolic of Daya, Shama, Indriyagnya Graha, Jnana, Punya, Ahimsa, Achara, Swayambhu, Uttama, and Ananda. These represent kindness, patience, calmness, restraint of the senses, knowledge, goodness, nonviolence, focus on the path, independence, adhering to the best, uttama, and bliss, ananda. All very gentle and life-affirming qualities. So I think it's particularly appropriate that the mantras and descriptions of this goddess are complex and as varied as life is itself. The same goddess can be calm and represent knowledge and wisdom, but can also be fierce, bloodthirsty, frightening, reminiscent of perhaps our own mothers who guide us, unlock the secrets of the world for us, and are always loving at heart, but who are also capable of giving us a stern warning to behave or else. So today, for our chanting selections, first we'll listen to some Tara mantras, 
followed by some Saraswati mantras. And finally, I want to ask a favor, particularly from those of you who use iTunes to download this program. If you could go to the Vedic Mythology Music and Mantras page in iTunes and leave a short review, I'd be appreciative. The most recent one is now about a year old, and it might be nice to have something a little more current. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Here's your Tantine selections. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Taragayatri Om Tarayay Vidmahe Mahogratarayay Dimahi Tanno Devi Prajodayat Taramantraha Om Krim Krim Om Phat Shvitarashtakam श्री भैरव उवाच मातर नील सरस्वती प्रणमताम सौभाग्य संपत प्रदे प्रत्यालीड पदस्थिते शवहृदी स्मेराननाम भोरुहे फुल्लें दीवर लोचनत्रययुते कर्त्रीक पालोत पले कड्गंचाद धतीम Tvameva sharanam Tvamishwarim Ashraye Vajam Nishwari Bhakta Kalpalatike Sarvartha Siddhishwari Gadya Prakrita Padya Jati Rachana Sarvagnya Siddhiprade Nilendivara Lojanatrayayute Karunyavaram Nidhe Saubhagyamrita Varshane Nakripaya Sinchatva Masmadrisham Karve Garva Samuha Puritatanom Sarpadivesho Jvale Vyagratvak Parivita Sundarakati Vyadhuta Ghantankite Satyakritta Galadrajaha Parimilan Mundadvayi Murtaja Gramtishrenindra Mundadamalalite Bhime Bhayam Nashaya Mayananga Vikara Rupalalana Vindvardha Chandratmike Hum Phatkaramapi Swameva Sharanam Mantratmike Madrishaha Murtiste Janani Tridhama Ghatita Stulati Sukshma Para Vedanam Nahigojara Kathamati Praptam Tu Tamashaye Tvatpadam Bujasevaya Sukrutino Gachanti Sayujyatam Tasya Shri Parameshwarasya Harihara Brahmadi Samyatmanaha Samsaram Budhimajjane Patutanun Devendra Mukhyan Suran Matastvatpadasevanehi Vimukhan Kim Mandadhihi Sevate Matastvatpadapankajadvayarajo Mudranka Kotihinaha Te Deva Jaya Sankhare 
ಶುದ್ಧ ಸ್ಫಟಿಕ ರೂಪಾಜಿ ಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮ ರೂಪೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಶಬ್ದ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಿ ಚತುರ್ಹಸ್ತೆ ಸರ್ವಸಿದ್ಧೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಮುಕ್ತಾಲಂಕೃತ ಸರ್ವಾಂಗೈ ಮೂಲಾಧಾರೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಮೂಲಮಂತ್ರಸ್ವರೂಪಾಯಿ ಮೂಲಶಕ್ತೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಮನೋನ್ಮಣಿ ಮಹಾಯೋಗೇ ಭಾಗೀಶ್ವರಿ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ವಾಗ್ಮೈ ವರದ ಹಸ್ತಾಯಿ ವರದಾಯೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ವೇದಾಯೈ ವೇದರೂಪಾಯಿ ವೇದಾಂತಾಯೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಗುಣದೋಷ ವಿವರ್ಜಿನ್ಯೈ ಗುಣದೀಪ್ತೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞಾನ ಸದಾನಂತೆ ಸರ್ವೂಪೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಸಂಪನ್ನಾಯೈ ಕುಮಾರ್ಯೈ ಚರ್ವೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಯೋಗಾನಾರ್ಯ ಉಮಾದೇವ್ಯೈ ಯೋಗಾನಂದೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ದಿವ್ಯಜ್ಞಾನತ್ರಿಣೇತ್ರಾಯೈ ದಿವ್ಯಮೂರ್ತೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಅರ್ಧಚಂದ್ರಜಟಾಧಾರಿ ಚಂದ್ರಬಿಂಬೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಚಂದ್ರಾದಿತ್ಯಜಟಾಧಾರಿ ಚಂದ್ರಬಿಂಬೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಅನುರೂಪೇ ಮಹಾರೂಪೇ ವಿಶ್ವರೂಪೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಅಣಿಮಾದ್ಯಷ್ಟ ಸಿದ್ಧಾಯೈ ಆನಂದಾಯೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜ್ಞಾನ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನೂಪಾಯೈ ಜ್ಞಾನಮೂರ್ತೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ನಾನಾಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಸ್ವರೂಪಾಯೈ ನಾನಾರೂಪೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಪದ್ಮಜ ಪದ್ಮವಂಶಾ ಚ ಪದ್ಮೂಪೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಪರಮೇಷ್ಟೈ ಪರಾಮೂರ್ತೈ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಪಾಪನಾಶಿನಿ ಮಹಾದೇವ್ಯೈ ಮಹಾಕಾಳ್ಯೈ ಮಹಾಲಕ್ಷ್ಮೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿಷ್ಣು ಶಿವಾಯೈ ಚ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನಾರ್ಯೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಕಮಲಾಕರ ಪುಷ್ಪಾ ಚ ಕಾಮರೂಪೇ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಕಪಾಲಿಕರ ದೀಪ್ತಾಯೈ ಕರ್ಮದಾಯೈ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಸಾಯಂ ಪ್ರಾತಃ ಪಠೇ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಶಾನ್ಮಾ ಸಾತ್ಸಿದ್ಧಿರುಚ್ಯತೆ ಘೋರವ್ಯಾಘ್ರ ಭಯಂ ನಾಸ್ತಿ ಪಠತಾಂ ಶೃಣ್ವತಾಮಿ ಇತ್ಸಂ ಸರಸ್ವತೀ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರಂ ಅಗಸ್ತ್ಯ ಮುನಿವಾಚಕಂ ಸರ್ವಸಿದ್ಧಿಕರಂ ನೃಣಾಂ ಸರ್ವ ಪಾಪ ಪ್ರಣಾಶನಂ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಜ್ಞಾನ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಪ್ರತಿಭಾಶಕ್ತಿ ರೂಪಿಣಿ ಕಲ್ಪನಾ ಶಕ್ತಿಯುಕ್ತಾಯ ತಸ್ಯ ವಾಂಗೈ ಮಂಗಳಂ